Hi, Keith here. Welcome to episode two of Rebel Civics. Uh, this episode is going to be called Voting is Not a Right. The new Rebel Civics show on Unsafe Space Network is an education show and a discussion where we cover the principles of society and government, the concepts America was founded on, history of development of the principles, and consideration of current events relative to these fundamentals. So today's show, I'm going to talk a little bit about a current event. Um, a rebel is in the name of the show. That's a person who's disobedient to unjust authority and stands up for fundamental principles despite conventions and the opinions of others. So for today's show, I'm going to go through an article that I wrote a few weeks ago that was based on a Joe Biden speech. So Beverly, if you want to pull that article up. Um, this is on the Unsafe Space Substack. Uh, there's, uh, we have several different writers on there. If you want to read some good wrong thing content, that's a place to go. Um, it's unsafespace.substack.com. This one is called, named the so-called right to vote is not the most fundamental right in America. This comes from a Joe Biden speech. Uh, in his State of the Union address, he made the false claim that this is a right. In fact, he called it the most important right, most fundamental right. Uh, that's impossible. That's ludicrous because there can't be a right to vote. And I'm going to explain why. Um, it was March 1st, 2022. Uh, I use the term read because uh, we all know Joe Biden doesn't write or make a speech. Uh, he read a speech and he claimed to Congress that the most fundamental right in America is the right to vote. Um, as I said, this is ludicrous. It's a bastardization of the concept of rights. To say voting's a right, means that you don't understand what a right is. And to claim it's the most fundamental right means that you don't understand or agree with the actual fundamental rights recognized in the Bill of Rights. And I'm using the term recognized because the Bill of Rights doesn't give anybody a right. It just recognizes that rights exist. So um, you scroll down a little, or when I scroll, it shows it. Okay. Uh, I'm still learning how this works here. So, um, the, the conclusion from listening to the speech when he, he says this, and he talks about some other rights, which also don't exist, which he thinks are rights. Um, I don't know, the speechwriters, the politicians, the propagandists and Biden's handlers, they probably don't know what a right is. Um, and they certainly don't know which right is the most fundamental. Um, we all know that Biden doesn't have a clue about what a fundamental right, right is. All you have to do is look at his history, his office, his, his career proves it. And the latest March 2022 SCOTUS or State of the Union address uh, makes it clear because he talked about a bunch of things that are that are not rights. Um, and he also uh, called for clear violations of fundamental rights. So as I noted here, it's a common view. And to be uh, fair, you might even say it's understandable. The problem is that Biden's speechwriters mostly went to government schools. That's where his staff went. And the number one objective of a government school is to teach you to love the government. Um, as I said, if you send your children to Caesar's school, don't be surprised if they come out loving Caesar. The other problem is all these people work in Washington, D.C. So they don't work with anybody who knows what a right is or what the Constitution means. So who would they ask? Um, how would they know? There's nobody at work to ask this question. So I just want to think a bit about the claim of a right to vote in the Constitution. 
Um, it would require an expressly delegated power that the federal government has jurisdiction over. Uh, and it's not there. Um, let me pause for a second. I pulled up the definition of right in Merriam-Webster. Um, and of course, right has all sorts of different different meanings. There's the political meaning, there's the correct meaning that someone is correct. But specifically, we're not talking about the adverb or adjective use, we're talking about the noun. So the right noun, um, according to Merriam-Webster, uh, it's number two here that applies. A right is something to which one has a just claim. So it's saying that it's something that is possessed, so one has a claim to it, and that claim is just. That's a pretty good definition for a dictionary. That's a great definition for a mainstream dictionary. Uh, 2A is the closest one. It says the power or privilege to which one is justly entitled. Now, this is amusing because it uses the or privilege. Uh, you know, that's bogus because you can't have a privilege to a right. Either you have the right or you don't. But the power to which one is justly entitled, that's good. So, for example, you have a right to your right to life. You have the right to free speech. You have the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, interesting, their example is voting rights. That's why you have to be careful with these dictionaries because they have an agenda. Um, so what I mean by right is an inherent right, a natural right. Um, as far as the Constitution goes, as I said, to have a right to vote, it would mean that, that, the, that the federal government has jurisdiction over, means that there's an expressly delegated power in the Constitution. Uh, like last episode, I have my handy little constitution here. Um, guess what? There's nothing about the right to vote in the constitution. Uh, it, it simply isn't there. Now, there's some later amendments after the 1850s and 60s when they started talking about it. But the only relevant requirement in the original constitution, the one from, 19, from 18, 1787, um, it's Article 1, Section 2, when they talk about the House of Representatives. And I'm going to read from this. It says, the House of Representatives shall be composed of members chosen every second year by the people of the several states, and the electors in each state shall have the qualifications requisite for electors in the most numerous branch of the state legislature. So what this says is the sole way, the sole part of the federal government that is chosen directly by the people is the House of Representatives, which is one half of one of the three branches. So the House of Representatives is designed to be chosen by the people. And the purpose of the House of Representatives is to represent the people. Now, how the people actually do the choosing is up to each state. And they make it quite clear in here. Um, they use the word electors. Now, the electors is a portion of the people. They don't define how that portion is defined. That's up to the states. The only requirement they have is that the electors that a state picks are the same as they use for the no, most numerous branch of the state legislature, which is the state house in most states, For because almost all states have a Senate and a house. Uh, it's not entirely true. There's uh, at least one state that only has a single uh, legislative branch. But in that case, it would just be how they pick the people for that. So this is the only place where something you could even call voting is, uh, and it doesn't directly say voting, they can change how they pick it. Um, for the other three, uh, the other two um, components of the federal government that we now vote for 
system by popular election. Uh, the founders were adamantly against this uh, in both cases. Um, this was an amendment that was done in in the in the 20th century to change the Senate to popular election. The original setup for the Senate was not chosen by the people because the purpose of the Senate is to represent the states in the general government, not the people. The Senate was was to be chosen by the legislatures of the state, of each state. So the uh, two senators that get picked, it's up to the state legislator to pick. How the state legislature picks them is up to the state. Uh, the legislature can recall them, and it makes the senators beholden to the needs of the state. Uh, this is why several things like Supreme Court justices, um, confirmation, uh, treaties with foreign nations, those are all confirmed by the Senate. Um, the Senate represents the states because the federal government can't make a treaty with another country. Only the states can in conjunction. Um, so anyway, the senators used to be picked or supposed to be picked by the legislature. Uh, the other uh, now popular or elector college, uh, not quite popular, but people trying to move it that way, is vote for president. Now, there's nothing in this that talks about voting for president. Uh, president is picked by the electoral college. The people in the electoral college vote and the state legislatures define who is in the electoral college. Uh, the people themselves can only do that through representatives. So the summary of all this is the only thing the Constitution talks about that you can even consider voting is the House of Representatives. Um, this paragraph here, I say this is not of right to vote requirement. So it's not what Joe Biden said. Uh, it's not referred to a, as a right in the 1788 Constitution as ratified. Uh, the word vote for an action of the people isn't there at all. And there's no definition of who does the choosing. This is up to the individual states per the Constitution. It's not part of the jurisdiction of the general government. All right, I'm going to jump ahead a century when we first start hearing about this concept of a right to vote. Uh, it's mentioned in the 15th, 19th, 24th, and 26th Amendments to the Constitution. Uh, they talk about the right to vote, but only in the context that it cannot be denied for various reasons related to what we now call discrimination. So being a former slave, not paying your taxes, race, color, sex, um, and for age over 18. So these changes started in 1870. This is a, this is a century after the, the Union and the general government was formed. And there are only restrictions on the individual states from discrimination in voting, whatever kind of voting they, they choose to have. Uh, I'm going to look at uh, a couple of the amendments here. Uh, 15. So this is Amendment 15 to the U.S. Constitution. It says the right of citizens, the United States to vote, should not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. So this was after the end of the, uh, the War for Southern Independence, which the North won. And this was an, an anti-slavery and race. So this was a new power that was delegated to the United States, by, by that I mean the general government, by the states that made Congress able to pass legislation to, to prevent a state from infringing on voting by race or color. 
the rest of these four are all similar. The 19th Amendment says the right of the citizens of the United States to vote should not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Very similar. So they're not, states aren't allowed to, to restrict it on sex. The 24th is the right of citizens of the United States to vote in any primary or other election for president or vice president, for electors for president or vice president, or for senator or representatives in con Congress shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state by reason of failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. So this is related to restrictions that had been in place where, you, where a state would deny voting based on a failure to pay the tax. Interestingly, this one also talks about president, vice president. They talk about senators. So this one happened after the amendments that changed how, uh, how the uh, senators are elected. And it's also after we got into this habit of uh, picking the president, picking the electors by an election in the seats. Uh, by the way, that's just a habit. States don't have to do it that way. Um, it's it's not in this document that they have to do that, uh, but they all do it that way now for president. Uh, another thing in here that I noticed, it's interesting. It says the right of citizens to vote in a primary. Now, that's an interesting one because the primaries are just major political party clubs. They have nothing to do with the government. So the, the, the general government in D.C., telling the, the political club which person they can pick to run in the primary, um, that's ridiculous in and of itself. They have, they have no business even being involved in the primary. Um, it's, just a, it's just a political club. Parties aren't anything that's, that the federal government should have power to, to mess with. Anyway, that's 24. There's one more, then I'll get off of this quote stuff. Uh, 26, that's... 27, excuse me. Uh, this is the last one that's passed. Um, I'm reading the wrong one. Excuse me. I knew it was 26. The right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on the account of age. So this is when um, 18 came into effect. Uh, it, nothing before that defined the age. So before that, the states were doing it. Generally, states were 21, but I don't think that was universal. Um, some of these other restrictions, uh, blacks, voting, women voting, uh, they weren't all there in the beginning. Uh, for example, in New Jersey, women were allowed to vote in, in 1790. Uh, the, the voting at the time was based on property owners. So uh, there were cases where if, if, a, uh, if a wife and a husband were running a farm and the husband died and the wife inherited the property and ran the farm, then she voted. Uh, that's how it worked then. Um, those restrictions, most most places or a lot of places, I'll say, because I don't know about all 50, um, the restrictions on women actually came in later because they base it on property rights. All right, back to the article. Um, so so this is a century after the the uh, this happened when all these um, these four amendments came into place. Now, interestingly, you notice the right to vote. They never defined it or even said that it exists. It's just taken as a given. Um, so 100 years later, people were talking about this in Congress, but they never really said that there is a right to vote or exactly what that means. Um, it's, it's fraught with problems, such a right. Uh, as far as the Supreme Court opinion goes, if uh, for people who care about that, um, it's interesting. I don't particularly care that much about most opinion. They're, uh, 
they're wrong at least as often as they're right. But on this particular issue, uh, with the 15th Amendment, the first one that I read about right to vote, that's the one about color, uh, race, and previous servitude. Um, the court opinion there was that states are not allowed to discriminate in who they choose to vote for whatever voting they choose to do. Uh, I read that case. It, it's clear. It doesn't say there's a right to vote. It just said if voting does exist, they can't discriminate based on race. Um, uh, there's another case here, uh, United States versus, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that one. It was in 1876. Uh, the Supreme Court said the right to vote in the states comes from the states. By that, they mean it's not a federal government thing. It's not from DC. The right comes from the states, but the right of exemption from the prohibited discrimination comes from the United States. So this is a common wording you see in, in Supreme Court decisions. When they talk about comes from the United States, we're talking about the federal government, the, the general government, the central government. So exemption from the prohibited discrimination that's a federal thing. So they're saying that they have the authority to do that. And by the amendments, they, they do. The states did delegate that power to them, that they can pass legislation to prohibit restrictions based on those factors that I talked about. Um, but the right, the right to vote is not in the Bill of Rights. Uh, it isn't mentioned in the first 10 amendments. So the founders didn't think of this as, as something they needed to remind the general government of. Um, which uh, generally when that happens, it means it certainly means they didn't consider it one of the most important ones um, that can't be infringed upon because they didn't ban the general government from infringing. Uh, keep in mind the Bill of Rights is a reminder. Uh, there's no such thing as a Second Amendment right, for example. Uh, I bristle when I hear that. It's just a reminder to the federal government that they're not allowed to infringe on their rights. Uh, it's not a list of the rights that people have. Uh, they were clear that uh, they couldn't have that. In fact, when the Bill of Rights was being debated whether to have it, uh, a lot of people did not want it because they were afraid that if they started listing rights, they couldn't possibly list them all. And people would interpret the list as meaning these are the ones that matter. Uh, and that's not true. Uh, again, this part of the representatives, I already talked about it. Um, the Senate, I think, already went through, but the original intent of the Senate, again, is that it's chosen by the legislature of each state. This is important because the federal government is divided into three different branches. One of the branches is the legislative. They're the ones who create legislation. They also do all of the funding for everything. And the legislature is split into two pieces. The first piece represents the people. That's the House of Representatives. The second half of it represents the states. And that is why the senators were chosen by the states in the original setup. Another definition for what these changes move towards is democracy. Um, and a nickname for democracy is mob rule. Basically, 51% of the people can vote themselves 49% of the property of the others. Um, the founders were adamantly against democracy. Uh, they knew that that's a disaster. That's why the word democracy appears nowhere in the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights. Uh, they could the, the government is a constitutional republic. It's not a democracy. The, the entire arrangement of the Constitution is to prevent a democracy from forming. Uh, they, were, they were working to prevent mob rule. Uh, there's only a small difference between a kingdom 
you know, an aristocracy or a monarchy and a democracy. And that is just how many people get to order the other people around. Uh, you can have one that's a monarchy, you have a king, or you can have 51%, that's a democracy. But in the end, those two systems are not much different. All right, as far as an inherent right to vote, what the constitution says is far from recognizing that there is a right to vote. And it actually doesn't matter what the constitution says or what SCOTUS says, because it's impossible to have a right to vote because there's no inherent right to have a certain form of government, particularly a representative government, and that the people in that government are chosen by popular election, like that's nonsense. You can't have a right to have a system of government or a particular system of government. Again, I'm talking about natural right here. Um, however you wish to think uh, where that comes from, uh, that the right is fundamental. It's based on being human. There's no right to have a government. Um, there are all kinds of systems people can arrange themselves in and government is just one of them. Uh, and you can't have a particular form. So that's what I mean by it's ludicrous. It's a bastardization of, of the term right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about actual rights here as far as what Joe Biden's speechwriters and probably Joe, uh, it's hard to figure out what he really thinks, but um, he seems to be adamantly against them. The speechwriters certainly are, uh, as is as are most people in Washington, D.C. There's a few exceptions, but... In general, they're adamantly against rights. Uh, I picked out a couple in Joe's speech, Skoda's speech, and I, I'm not advising you that you listen to it. In fact, I, I didn't listen to it either. It was kind of painful. Um, I listened to a, uh, a funny YouTube um, party where they played it in the background and then fact-checked it. That was kind of fun. But mostly I just looked through a transcript of it. Um, so I, I prefer to read to if Joe read it right, I just read what it is that his speechwriters wrote. That's what I was mostly interested in. Uh, one of the sections that Joe read was called the constitutional right affirmed in Roe v. Wade. Um, this, of course, is the abortion issue. Always a touchy subject, which makes it fun for unsafe space discussion. Um, this is a claim that there's a constitutional right to have an abortion. Uh, there's a bunch of reasons this is wrong. Um, and it also doesn't matter. That's the second issue. Uh, first off, the Supreme Court majority opinion for a case doesn't produce a constitutional right. That's not how this works, people. Um, even if you use the phrase constitutional right, which, as I said, I hate because there's no such thing, but you say that a right recognized in the Constitution, the way I would put it, um, there's no right to have an abortion. All we have is a Supreme Court opinion, majority opinion, for uh, the pseudonym Roe, this woman who wanted to have an abortion, and Wade. I may have the names backwards, but one of them was an attorney general and the other was a young woman. Uh, she later regretted it, by the way. Um, but they used her as an example to go through um, this case of, of an abortion, and they set some arbitrary line uh, of three months, I think is in that case. Um, which is arbitrary. So the abortion itself topic is interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off being that there's nothing in the constitution that delegates any authority to the federal government to weigh on in this in any manner. There's a limited list of things in the constitution that the general government is legally allowed to do or lawfully allowed to do. 
Uh, abortion isn't one of them. In fact, murder isn't one of them. So you may consider abortion murder. It doesn't change the argument here. Um, you may consider the woman's body, her right to terminate the pregnancy up to the day before natural childbirth. Uh, I'm not actually arguing with either of those positions. I'm just saying that the federal government has no authority to this. This is a matter that's up to the individual states. So the, the Supreme Court opinion on this doesn't actually matter legally or lawfully. Um, the states can just simply ignore it. It doesn't matter. Uh, the federal government uses funding and other mechanisms to kind of tie in and rope in the states to following their, their opinions. But Supreme Court opinions are just opinions. You know what they say about opinions. So this is one that that Biden was wrong about in the speech. So he doesn't understand fundamental right if he said this, because there's no right to an abortion. Uh, Joe Biden also read, for our LGBTQ plus Americans, let's finally get the Bipartisan Equality Act to my desk. To our younger transgender Americans, I will always have your back as president. Uh, I don't know exactly what he meant by have your back as president, but um, I better not go there. We don't want to get banned on YouTube. Um, it's the same argument. Uh, there's no jurisdiction here. There's no there's no power. So Biden doesn't have any power. Uh, whether it gets to his desk or not is irrelevant. It's not his business because there's no matter authorized for congressional legislation for him to sign. Uh, so we shouldn't care what he thinks about this. And you know the key word bipartisan, when they say that, that's a red flag. Um, and then when they say Equality Act, uh, you know that there's a disaster coming. Every time they talk about equality, uh, legislation to make equality, um, that's never about rights. It's always about the opposite. So I don't even need to read that one to know that one's bad. Another one he read here, ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. Um you know what that means? That means that Biden and Biden speech writers, writers are adamantly against the right to keep and bear arms. It means he opposes the Second Amendment. Uh, that's a violation of his oath of office to uphold and defend the Constitution. For people trying to kick Joe Biden out by uh, an impeachment, there's one right there. He can't do this. Uh, this is clearly unlawful. Uh, the federal government has no authority to ban scary black rifles. They have no authority to ban particular size magazines. Um, there's nothing in the Constitution in Article 1, which delegates power to the Congress, or Article 2 and Article 3, which delegate power to the president <clears throat> and the Supreme Court. There's nothing in there which, which gives them, grants them any power to weigh in on this category. This is entirely up to the states. If Biden really wants to talk about the most fundamental rights in the top category, here's one, because you know what happens when that one is, is abridged by the government. Uh, here's one more here. Joe read, raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Here's another violation of fundamental right. This one's the right of assembly. So Joe thinks he has the authority or Congress has the authority and he can sign it to prevent other people from interacting as they see fit. There's no constitutional authority to have a minimum, a minimum wage or pick a number. They're dictating a voluntary exchange between an employer and an employee. Um, you may support robots for $15 minimum wage. That's a fun Facebook group to follow. Uh, they show robots marching with signs. What do we want? $15. When do we want it? Now. Um, 
anybody who knows uh, anything about economics 101 knows what happens when you have $15 an hour minimum wage. Uh, there's there's no it, it, it's no surprise that the, the CEO of McDonald's hired for a while has a robotics background. Um, they're dealing with minimum wage changes. You want to run a McDonald's? Um, you better get some robots. That's what Joe Biden wants. So uh, just some other things. Uh, this isn't part of his SCOTUS address, but in the last year, Joe Biden's a strong supporter of lockdowns, mass mandates, restrictions on travel, closure of schools and businesses, and he pushed for drug mandates in the workplace as if the federal government is authorized a power to make us take a drug. Like, this is ridiculous. None of this is constitutional. This is all unlawful or illegal activity. And he doesn't have the authority to do this. And it's a violation of a number of important fundamental rights. So Joe Biden is wrong. Uh, his speechwriters are wrong. They're dead nuts wrong. They don't know what a right is. Um, their, their claim that the most important right is voting is, is ludicrous. Um, they're adamantly against several important fundamental rights. I think they're clueless about the restriction that the Constitution places on them. So anyway, Joe, I call bullshit. You don't know what you're talking about. Goodbye for now. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, another show coming up later today. Uh, this is going out on Wednesday uh, at 8 o'clock is Dangerous Thoughts with Carter. Uh, check that out. That's a great show if you want to get into the philosophy and uh, the fundamental natures of these sort of things. So thanks for watching. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may corrupt previous psychological programming. If you encounter any of the following individuals, Please administer government-issued neurotoxin immediately. I'm not sure what the neurotoxin will do because I am not a biologist. CRT is a complex legal theory that is needed to combat the epidemic of racist babies. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately.
there will be cake.